What up, what up? It's another episode of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. It's bonus content, episode number 35, where we talk about night two of WrestleMania. If you haven't listened to our show uh, last Tuesday, this past Tuesday, uh, about NXT TakeOver and WrestleMania, go back and check it out. But we're going over night two of WrestleMania and Tampa Bay. Let's introduce the boys real quick. Up in Glendale, someone who keeps it regal, Mr. Steve Grobschmidt. How are you, Grabby? Hey, yo. Ha! I was going to use that one. Change <laughs> <laughs> my mind. You probably That's heard cool. by now, but we're doing yep. a survey. <laughs> Let's go down to Bayview real quick. Someone who keeps it freshly squeezed, Mr. Matt Michelson. How are you, Matt? Let me in. Please. No thanks. I don't please. know about that. For the love of God, please kill him again. <laughs> and in Bayview, also, oh my God, it's Charlie Michael. Too sweet. Whoop whoop. Too sweet. Whoop whoop. And and, and, and another chant that they had going uh, night two that they should have. This is awesome. <laughs> Things that were not even close to awesome. No. Bye forever. Yeah, exactly. No, thank you. You still got it. <laughs> yeah. This is horrible. This, this is horseshit. This yeah. is atrocious. <laughs> this is All garbage. All right, let's set the tone early for, <laughs> for <laughs> WrestleMania like, Night this, Two. They set the tone night two. Our very special bonus episode. Uh WrestleMania Night Two. Wow. I had I was very optimistic uh, after a great showing on night one. I thought it was going to be something special. I thought honestly everybody would kind of elevate their game and really bring their best, but I don't think the writers got the memo on that. The <laughs> night started off with Randy Orton and the Fiend. I was like, okay, let's get this horse shit out of the way. Um, it was pretty weird uh, to say the <clears throat> least. Um, Obviously, Randy goes out there. I mean, we could have another rip on Randy corner here. Uh, we'll, we'll probably get to that a little bit. But um, Randy goes out there. But then the Fiend basically goes through this video transformation and is like no longer burned. He's fine. Must have had like a lot of Neosporm and Aloe put on his uh, burns. And they're magically all good. Alexa Bliss meets him out there. Uh, or actually, there's a jack-in-the-box out there, and Alexa Bliss starts revving up the jack-in-the-box. Oh, gee, what's going to happen? The Fiend emerges out of it. I thought that was really dumb. Uh, <laughs> and also, I would be hella pissed off if I was sitting in the front row behind that big jack-in-the-box because they didn't move it during the whole match. I mean, if you had paid thousands of dollars, waited a year to see ringside WrestleMania, and my favorite wrestler was The Fiend, and you can't see because of a big stupid prop in the way, which makes me think that they're going to reuse that prop later in the match, which they did. Um, 
Alexa Bliss sits atop the box, changing her outfit, and now she's got the black shit coming out of her head, kind of um, kind of like the Ultimate Warrior when uh, he started bleeding black gook out of his head from uh, Pampa Shango's curse. It's kind of the same shit 30 years later. Um, distracting the Fiend, therefore one RKO from Randy Orton puts the Fiend away. Randy Orton beats the Fiend after this months and months of headlining uh, buildup on Raw to get to this point. That was our result. It was awful, in my opinion. It was it was awful. I'll let you boys take the rest. I I actually have always deep down thought the Fiend was a really cool concept, and then the match begins, and that's where everything falls apart. Always. Um, so in this match, though, I think it was interesting. So the Jack in the Box, I agree with you, Mike. It was a little weird, a little hokey. But I think when the Fiend dives off the top of it and clotheslines Randy Orton just kind of suddenly out of nowhere, that was kind of cool. And it kind of set the tone for the match. But immediately, it just kind of fell into a you know WWE formulaic wrestling match, um, which when you have a supernatural being like the Fiend just doesn't work no matter what you do. And what really almost made me laugh and as I'm trying to, you know, articulate it is making me laugh a little bit again is fire wasn't able to stop the fiend really, but you know, what did was a distraction and an RKO out of nowhere. Like give me a freaking break. Right? right. Like uh, of all the things like that, that's what defeats the fiend. Well that in Goldberg, but you know, WWE wants us to forget about that. So I won't bring that up here, but in short, yeah, this match was really underwhelming. And and after the match, post-match, we see Alexa Bliss, kind of like you said, Mike, sitting atop the jack-in-the-box with black goo running down her face. The Fiend gets this weird look and is almost like walking towards her like he notices something about her that's different. But then the lights go out. They're out for a long time. Lights come back on. Nothing's there. Nothing happens. And you hear the crowd slowly start to boo, but right before they start to boo a lot, WWE cuts to a commercial. Yeah. So they don't want you and to then, hear them booing the end of the segment, but that's ultimately the feeling I was left with at the end of the segment. So I'm glad there's live crowds yet again here. Yeah, right exactly. Now. And you notice when they, re- for some stupid reason later in the show, they replayed the whole thing again. Like they kind of showed like highlights from that match, but yes, they cut I the actually, booing out. I actually have that in my notes. I'm like, why yeah. the hell did they replay segments from they went, Michael Cole's like switching gears now? You know? Yeah. And then they, but they cut the booing out, which is classic WWE. Yes. Uh, no, and this was, this is horseshit. I mean, like, I had a theory because I sat there and I mean, without going too far ahead, because, you know, we're going to talk about the show, but I wondered why I had such a negative view and even matches later that I think realistically weren't that bad, but I didn't think were that great. And I think it, I mean, it all came to me this morning, like, because for those of you that watched Stone Cold and, and Chris Jericho, that, that outstanding broken skull session, they talked about this and you hear it from wrestlers all the time. If you can't be the main event, if you can't be last, then you want to be first. Because yep. first sets the tone, right? First, this is, you know, second most important match of the card. And I think that's what, this match was such shit. And the ending was like raw-esque 
that and it, it like I went into like like it took probably the rest of the show. I just had a negative feeling in my about yep. the whole thing because the tone. That, because that tone was such garbage. Yep. That's why that's why night one was so much. Yeah, like said, night one that, Lashley, Lashley. Yeah, that's that tone. Like oh shit, this might Ooh, be different. Yeah. Wow, yeah, they actually and that, did, yeah, and this one was it, just like a bad Raw segment. Yeah, it was just a Sunday Night Raw. And a fatal mistake in all of this, too, was they made it in red lighting. Yeah, right yes, away. Did yeah. Didn't they learn their lesson from the last time they did that? And exactly. So anybody that wants to like, oh, I missed Saturday night because I had something going on. I really want to settle in and watch Sunday night. I have no yeah. idea what's yeah. going on. And you good. lead off with that and it's all red and be like, oh, is this what wrestling is now? I'm turning this shit off right yeah. away. It didn't even look good. So oh. I, I don't want to put myself over here, but I do want to read you guys my notes from as I was watching this because it, it's yeah. making me smile a little bit. So for Fiend versus Orton, jumping off the box was a cool spot. And, and I'm reading this exactly how I wrote it, yep. which is just random thoughts. Was Bray burned so that he could be written off TV to get lean and jacked? LOL. The sleeves and the girls seem like Vince trying to make him look less fat. Table spot that the Fiend no-sold was impressive. Alexa Bliss blades in its black goo. And a distraction and RKO beats the Fiend, but not being burnt alive? Fans boo at the end when everyone disappears. At least there are people there to boo, so maybe in one to two years, Vince will go, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this with the Fiend. A lot of thoughts there. A lot of different things. A lot of layers. Kind of sums but, it up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, what wrap up. Yeah, garbage. Just garbage. Yeah. So stumbling out of the blocks uh, of night two, uh, we have another match of Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Special guest Logan Paul, another internet icon uh, influencer. Uh, I mean, we've seen Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. We've seen, we, we know the history. We know everything about these guys, their friendship, why they need another WrestleMania match. I don't know why they need to put Logan Paul ringside. I don't know. Everything about this just wasn't really interesting. The biggest payoff was at the end, Kevin Owens giving Logan Paul, somebody that old wrestling fans have no idea about, the stunner, which new school wrestlers probably don't know unless they've seen Stone Cold wrestle. So it's just kind of like like everything about it was out of sync and didn't make sense. Did you guys get this feeling at all? I did a little bit for the whole Logan Paul thing. I so I actually had to look up who this guy was. I never because um, right. I'm one of the old school wrestling. I still yeah. don't know who he is. Um, Me neither. I don't so, want to look him up. Yeah. So, uh, from my understanding, <laughs> one of the biggest YouTube stars there is. Yeah. Um, and it, am I right that he does videos on like conspiracy theories and stuff like that? Is that uh, he uh, he's oh. basically just says anything that will get him paid, got and it. he literally just kind of him and his brothers. They literally how they got famous. They just videotape their whole life and put it on the internet. And just do anything and just slowly grind out all these followers over the years. And then, wow. you know, they, they have like the, they have it down how to grow. Maybe we should hire them for keep the kayfabe, Got but um, probably out of our price range. But um, yeah, he's basically kind of like a Kardashian famous without being famous. Got it. Well, that totally makes sense. That's WWE at their best. Um, so putting Logan Paul aside, I thought this match was actually really good. The I haven't really kept up with Sami Zayn's storyline. The whole conspiracy theorist thing was kind of interesting, at least in the way they pitched it. 
in the video right. package before the match. Um, I think the the logic behind putting Kevin Owens against Sami Zayn was kind of lazy for the lack of a better word, because it's basically Kevin Owens saying oh, I'll knock some sense into him to straighten him out. I mean, anybody could do that. Right. So yeah. But if you have watched WWE or NXT or even ring of honor, you've probably seen Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. You probably know a little bit about their history as being these two really good friends who came up together through the ranks um, and they just put on classic matches every time they get in the ring. And this match was no different. There was a lot of neck spots. That was one of the things that really jumped out to me in this match. Um, really kept my interest. A lot of really cringeworthy moments with like some of the moves they did. A lot of innovative moves too. So the match itself, I thought, was really good. The whole Logan Paul hook like, felt like WWE just trying to shove a celebrity onto the show for the sake of putting another celebrity on the show. That was my take. Right. Yeah. And they basically just shoved them in there with, you know, two best friends, easy, probably very unrehearsed. I do kind of like how Sami Zayn is resembling Fidel Castro very strongly. I think he should kind of run with that storyline a little bit more. That's a lot. Just become a cigar smoking dictator. Uh, But let's go with uh, some more smoking. Everybody's favorite stoner riddle. Uh, was paired up against Sheamus for the United States Championship. I was I I, I was kind of excited for this one. I'm, I was excited to see some singles action out of Riddle. Uh, Sheamus getting a big title shot. There was a big botch in this match. Sheamus uh, was going to execute a move towards the end of the match. Slipped off the, ro- the ropes, but being the professional and seasoned veteran that he is, was able to save it, made it look yeah. smooth. And it wasn't uh charlie and i i think we're uh talking we're like do you think that was the move that was going to finish the match it wasn't thankfully um they were able to go on and carry on and uh sheamus your new united states champion good you for know him. I, you know what i liked about that moment it was that you've seen lesser wrestlers like try to do a spot like that it flubs so then they try to do it again the exact same yes. way and it like looks even worse like right, he Shane. just completely adapted and it just, he did something else and that worked out great. And I think, mm-hmm. it, yeah. And it left you where it's like, Oh, maybe, maybe that was, you know, they kind of were able to sell it. Well, no. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I'm, I was never a big fan of Seamus for the longest time, but now I've got like this begrudging respect because the dude just busts ass week after week, month after month, year after year. And he's just, dependable like he is your ultimate yep. dependable guy and i think that last night was his reward and he deserved it because raw has been awful like by and large and but yet he has been holding more than holding his own he had those great matches with mcintyre and um i don't know i used to i i, I think riddle's a great talent but they've just completely this whole stoner thing is like just so heavy-handed and dumb that mm-hmm. I couldn't help but root against him in this match because not 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 so much him but just the stupid character he's playing that I think they could tone down a little bit. So yeah. I don't know. I'm sure Sheamus isn't going to hold on to it super long, but he uh, he definitely deserves it. And I think at least for me, this kind of at least cleansed the palate a little bit because um, the first match was terrible and it really set me off in a negative mood. I thought yeah. the second match, which we didn't talk about, the women's match the tag team match i thought was equally terrible trash. um it was trash terrible. so i was so angry and actually not to spend too much time on the match we just crossed but um 
I actually came out of the Sami Zayn and um, and Kevin Owens match thinking it wasn't that good, and then I now that I've been thinking about it, I'm like it probably was fine, but I was so negative. Oh yeah, exactly. I was so I wasn't into it. Yeah. So then finally, I got to the Sheamus and like uh, and uh, Riddle match, and that it like it was legitimately like good and hard hitting and kind of. At least it didn't save the night for me, but at least kind of got me got me out of my funk after the previous matches. Yeah, I agree with you, Steve. Good, Good hard hitting. Um, like you, I'm kind of sick of this stoner gimmick with Riddle. I mean, I get it. That's how he is as a person, too. I think actually my favorite part of this match was the pre-match where Riddle's backstage and bumps into RVD, who... <laughs> in one of my favorite moments in WrestleMania history uh, gives Matt Riddle some rolling papers and the crowd pops almost as big that. as they did yeah. for edges. That was awesome. Rumble. So yeah, great, great pre-match for sure. It's Florida, man. You know, they're going to pop for the weed. <laughs> <laughs> big time. Well, another title was on the line, the Intercontinental Championship between Apollo Crews and Big E in the first Nigerian drum match. <laughs> Where no drums were played. I think it's gonna Seriously. be the first it's gonna be the first of many drum matches in our in the in the history of wrestling. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, what the hell? It was a Nigerian drum match, but it was essentially like a, a no DQ match. Like yep. they didn't even they didn't even attempt to hide that. Well, nope. the way they should were just, billing it should have been a Kendo they, stick match. Yeah, yeah. When they were building the match up pre-match, how oh. they like Apollo Cruz was like, my ancestors are gonna be, you know, I'm with sorry. me. I thought there was gonna be legit like people playing drums, like making it intense, like when it was like getting revved up, kind of like a scene out of Black Panther when they're like sparring. Oh, or something yeah, like that that honestly could have been kind of cool, you know, if something done different. Right, yeah. They didn't use one goddamn drum. They nope, like lazy. what a waste of money, just painting all these drums and having them set aside. They just kind of throw them into them, setting up, setting these drums on a table, throwing <laughs> yeah. each other into them. Like, why would you call this match that? If it was just Big E versus Apollo Cruz, I can still get down with that. I just wanted to see a little bit more drums. I agree. Being used as well, like more cowbell for drumming. Everybody knows the blacks love those drums in Africa, so that's why. That's why. Yeah, that's I why mean, Vince came this up. Is, with this has got Vince written all over the, it. The blacks, it? they love the yeah. drums. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Vince, can I get Wale to play me in when I come out? Oh yeah, that's good shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. it's authentic. The blacks, the Nigerian, they love the drums. <laughs> Oh yeah, I saw a documentary once where they played drums. That's that's authentic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. National Geographic. Geographic. That's the first time I ever seen titties. They were topless <laughs> playing drums. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Vince decent, definitely decent, has his bead. Definite ma decent match. I, I I because I pay so little attention to Raw, I didn't realize that that guy that came out, that guy that came yeah. out to help Apollo Cruz has actually been on Raw before. Yeah, and everybody acted like they'd never seen him before. Yeah, it's like yeah, like him and almost he can't, you just remember those dudes. They were the big dudes that were in that oh, Raw yeah. Underground sketch. They were both there. It's like I yeah. don't, I don't right. know how you try to play that off yeah he's going by some name commander or something or corporal or captain he's got something now. 
Apollo Crews has his own general Adnan. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, general something. Yeah, <laughs> when it's, uh, just a, it's just a disaster. I mean, unless you've been watching that crappy product, what we used to rip on when we first started Keep the Kayfabe was right around when Raw Underground was going on. I never watched it. I just would listen to Charlie's Corners. Oh yeah. Uh, so I had no clue who this guy was, and why would you? Because you know what they're putting on TV was a crappy product, so it exactly. didn't make any sense. So yeah, this was a this was a kind of a botch, a, a mess of a of a match. But I agree. Yeah. I, I thought it was really hard hitting. One positive I will throw out there um, is I think this was actually the first match in all two nights of WrestleMania that had interference in it. Like, how often does WWE have clean finishes in Not almost often. every match? I mean, that's so. I don't know that it really helps things or is a saving grace of it, but it is noteworthy. Mm-hmm. I, I hope they, I mean, I hope they do something. I mean, Apollo Cruz obviously is a talented dude. Maybe this springboards it, but I mean, Charlie, did you watch him? What was he, what was his name? Uha nation or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. In the Indies, did you yeah, watch never, him? Okay. No, he never was like on ring of honor. I feel I like, he, was, he was on PWG and done a bunch of, but he never like really signed up with any, small promotion so i never saw him i know he was really good in the indies yeah and we saw a glimpse of that in nxt and we just see a fraction of that in the main roster that dude can do crazy shit another positive of this match was um the entire wrestlemania roster did end up signing the drums each drum and they did fundraise and sell the drums and they're actually and they're building schools in africa for children by raffling off these drums yeah no, nope. sorry, that's yeah, totally a joke. Say. I just made totally that up. Got me on that. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I was really Titus O'Neil involved in that. Damn it, <laughs> that would have been cool though, right? It yeah, would have been, been a good cool. use of drums, a way better use of drums. And they're going to send wow. Hulk Hogan there to yeah, exactly, exactly yeah. cut the ribbon on these schools. Get yeah. in there and learn. Get in there, those logs. In words, don't date my daughter. The Hogan, the oh Hogan, <laughs> Titus O'Neil things were just corny as shit weren't they oh, oh my that? god there was a the, moment- the, the 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 you know those are the hosts Mickey oh and yeah yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And i guess they were i get i didn't hear but i guess shit. they were booing the shit out of out of hulk there and they like turned the mics down or they were adjusting wow. but i guess they every time hogan showed up they, they did a good job booing them i guess yeah wow. actually, so, so there was two things from those segments i had noted one was when Hogan came out one time, he and Titus were dressed like pirates. Yeah. Hogan yeah, goes, ho, 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 har, har, har. And like, like he could not have been asked to show any enthusiasm, you could tell. And then you got Titus over there smiling, going for it, being like, yeah, this is corny, but I don't care. Yeah. Done with it. Yeah. Um, getting paid. I ain't Charlie, gonna take any bumps. But Charlie, you're spot on. There was actually booing whenever yeah. Hogan would start talking. You could ah. tell I was booing him really loud, and they did turn the mics down. And then yeah. you would just start talking, and the crowd would start cheering really loudly. Yeah. Well, it's just so, I mean, they have know, smart fans, man. I'm glad. Well, uh-huh. we all know, I mean, the whole Hogan controversy, but it's like, how freaking like pandering to like, oh, we're going to have Hulk Hogan with a black guy, like, and that'll make it all better. And it's just yep, like the main guy who complained about him, too. Yeah, a guy who did, who had issues with it. It just was mm-hmm. kind of icky. And it was weird, too, because there's a bunch of like people dressed up as Hulk Hogan out in the crowd that I noticed uh, on night two. Like Maybe said, they inserted those people 
as plants <laughs> oh. to get the crowd because they are known to do that to like start chants uh, and shit like that. I guarantee they tried to do some damage control from night one. I went and picked them. It, it didn't work. Florida. No. Yep, exactly. That's what I, I was gonna say. Yep, it's Florida, dude. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get too hyped up that that, that they did that. It's probably just Florida. Well, I wasn't too hyped for real Ripley versus Asuka. As much oh, as I nice. like Rhea Ripley and as much as I like Asuka, this match I wasn't really excited about because mostly I don't think they could top what Bianca and Sasha did the night before. Plus this chemistry and the lack of story, rush sto- uh, a rush story, mm-hmm. uh, gave it no substance. Um, and you kind of knew that Rhea Ripley, they want her to have the belt. Um she was getting pretty emotional on night one, too. She was crying uh, when the fans were cheering, when Vince was giving them the speech or when they were singing the national anthem. So maybe she was feeling it. That could have been a little bit of a tell that like, hey, I'm here. I'm young. I'm in front of the fans. Once again, I'm going to be the champion. She could have let her emotions out a little too early. Um, Rhea Ripley did defeat Asuka, but this match just did not click. No, in my opinion. definitely didn't. Because there was nothing. Yeah, you're right. You you hit the nail on the head. There was no story. Nothing. You need more in wrestling. Like all he's got. Oh, everybody. You know, three quarters of the raw roster or the uh, WWE roster is talented. Rhea right. Ripley and Oscar are great wrestlers, but you need more than that. And there was nothing. I mean, she just came out and challenged her a couple of weeks ago, and no story was attempted. And, and that's that's what happens when you do that. It was just not a compelling match. I mean they did the right things in the ring and it was interesting, but, but there was just no emotion in this match whatsoever. And yep. once again, Asuka, like one of the, probably one of the best women wrestlers of our time, like mm-hmm. just keeps losing in the big moments and it's weird, but not, not to say Rhea Ripley doesn't deserve it. She's, she's got the world of a future in front of her, but this match was just a whole lot of nothing. Cause they didn't put any, anything into it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well said. Yeah. And, and I think this, and I think this is why Vince is just so dedicated to Charlotte to being that main event girl because it's tried and true, and he won't get out, and they just don't like he won't get out of that box. Oh, yeah, that's why Reigns is gonna. So he's gonna burn up Reigns. Watch, it's not he's gonna get. He got some heel heat last night, but in, in time when crowds come back, he'll be getting go just go away heat. Watch. Because he's because he's winning and getting over everybody. No one gets anything on him. Give it time. They're gonna they're gonna turn on him. You talking about Roman Reigns? Yeah. Well, I, sorry, I went back to it. Sorry. But I'm just saying. I'm talking about Charlotte. She's oh. she, she's get she's gonna get she gets she's gonna get the go away heat and so and time yeah. reigns well too. Because like you said, he goes back to his tried and trues over and over and over right. again. He doesn't do anything new. He he always falls back to him. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. Totally. You can like only go Drew, back to like the well Drew, so many times. Like Drew is like Drew is going to be one of his guys. Like you know, next month Drew's winning that title probably. I'm really Ooh. surprised he didn't win it at Mania, but he's going to win. You know, he's winning that title next month. You know? Huh. We will see. What do you think, Steve? You don't think he will? I don't know. I mean, I think I, I certainly wouldn't bet money against what you just said. That's probably true yeah. because. Because he does seem to have more emotional investment in Drew McIntyre. Oh, that's but, uh, his boy. It's the same thing. And yeah. I, I guess taking it back to taking it back, taking it back to the match we're talking about. Um, 
what does that leave for Rhea Ripley? You got Charlotte. She she already returned on Raw tonight. Oh, like, the job is, for is, her too? How long is Rhea going to hold this title before they go to Charlotte or Becky or you know, one of the tried and trues? I'd like uh, to think Rhea will get a long run, but not, <laughs> the odds, not, the odds are against wrong. her. To your point, they did all the right things in the ring. It's everything we've seen from Rhea Ripley before. Um, Asuka was on point with her submission game, which she used to be all the time in NXT. I feel like that hasn't been the case lately, but now it is again. Um, But yeah, without the emotion, this match just kind of fell flat to me, which is unfortunate because had there been that, I think it would put Rhea over Mm -hmm. as this really powerful force to be reckoned with. But Right now, she just kind of feels like a placeholder champion. Right. We shall see what the future brings for young Rhea Ripley. Somebody who is not young, though, is Edge. <laughs> Daniel Bryan, <laughs> Paul exactly. Heyman, and and kind of getting up there now, Roman Reigns. That was our headliner for night two of WrestleMania. Highly anticipated. Um, I thought there wasn't a chance in hell that Roman Reigns would drop the title. Uh, oh. To Edge or Daniel Bryan, um, and he didn't. It was kind of. <laughs> uh, we all thought Edge had no chance. Our, I think our picks were kind of split. I think um, I picked but, Edge stupidly, but <laughs> I picked but Bryan. I I don't know. There was just this feeling that right right out of the gate with Jimmy Uso coming out <sighs> and Edge slowly walking down to the ring. Ah, I was just like, God damn, we're going to hear this music as the last theme music of the night of WrestleMania again, all the time, every pay-per-view, it never fails. And, um, you know, this match wasn't bad. It was nowhere near good. I mean, the match finished, um, you know, after a bunch of moves, you know, the same old shit, some spears, some Superman punch. Well, Plenty of spears because Edge is in there. So that's spears times two. Some kicks, some knee drops from Brian. Ah, man. I mean, it was just kind of all the run of the mill moves that you're used to seeing. But the way that it ended was Roman Reigns pinning both Edge and Daniel Bryan at the same time to be the head of the table and continue his reign as champ. Kind of a stale way to uh, end the show, uh, but you could kind of see it coming. Uh, yeah, this, I should have known. Whole I should have known better. Yep, I should have mm-hmm. known yeah. better. Same. This this whole this whole WrestleMania night two was kind of a shit club sandwich, and this mm-hmm. match was kind of the olive and the toothpick at the top, just to you know cut in diagonal slices. Yep, <laughs> that's a great food analogy. Um, even though it was a shit club sandwich, um. Yeah, there were some moments in this match where I feel like I, I could have sworn Daniel Bryan was going to be the guy to win it because oh yeah, there were a lot of shades of WrestleMania 30 where he wasn't really involved in the match all that much. But then when he would get involved again, he would just go on a roll. And you're thinking, oh man, this is it. He's going to do mm-hmm. it. And then he'd get bumped out again. So a lot of the same way they worked WrestleMania 30 but then in the end, we realized, oh, no, he was just kind of like the fly that kept irritating the two big guys in the ring. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, unfortunately, Vince, you know, went back to what works. And, you know, in all honesty, I think the way they've built Roman Reigns, I don't know that either Edge or Daniel Bryan would have been the right person to beat Roman Reigns. Um, 
at least not in a triple threat match. Even going into this match, I think the triple threat element is really what kind of turned me off to the whole thing. I think if it was a one-on-one match, I would have been more open to the idea of Roman losing the belt. But given this case, there just seemed like too much wiggle room and shenanigans for that to happen. And that's exactly what we got. So I just I just don't see a title being on edge at all. Edge is in still great shape, but he does just look like an old weathered sailor. Like he looks old. He's wearing it on his face, that's for sure. Oh yeah, exactly. He he had it on his face last night. You can really tell, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's old man strong, you know what I mean? Like he like he's still he looks, in great yeah. shape, but he's not the spring chicken. I mean, put put a picture of Edge when he had his like dumbass sunglasses when he was yeah. in um a in- uh, brood in his hair and put it next to this edge. It's, Two different guys. Like, it's yeah. night and day, you know, and you can't really build a build your company on that, especially when you're That's moving true. to a new uh media outlet too. That's so true. yeah, the belt's gonna hang on Roman. I hate to hear that theme music again, the close show, but you know, that's just what we get. That's what we're used to. The only thing I'm more sick of is freaking Uso. Like, it's just. A, yeah, he was a Uso in that match. Just, just that's just it. Like, Roman, he Roman's did his like job. this. Yeah. yeah, he did his job, but he's just. Yeah, that's a good word. He's a clown. Yeah, like, like he made as him, he was walking him, down like, the. Like when they announced, dude, him. we said that too, and he just kept. He's yeah, like yeah, this dumbass. Yeah, we said like, that too. And he kept he's doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, it's like he's he's kind of yeah, he's kind of crap. It's like I think like I don't know. I think you could have a better henchman than his like grinning idiot face. Like if they wanted, if that was a move to make you want to hate him, he did a good job. I guess it did work because I really hated him last night. Oh yeah, sitting there, I was annoyed. Constant interference, and it's like yeah. And I kind of feel like I know it's wrestling, and you're not supposed to overthink this stuff. But sometimes I feel like like wrestlers are stupid like edge and daniel bryan had the odds against them because you know roman reigns came yep. out with two people why wouldn't they like just concentrate on like just beating him up yeah. beating him up to the point where he was out of the match but yeah no they're not smart enough to do that and it's just i don't know I, I, again that's that's a light that's a light criticism but have you seen reigns yeah. that guy can he's a million dollar face I can make money with this guy. I'm going to get him over. (laughs) If anybody can, I can. You see what I did with my WWF? (laughs) (laughs) My horrible Vince imitation, but... No, Charlie, that that was fantastic. Um, (laughs) But I mean, that's his attitude. I can get him over. Yeah. The only other thing I'll say about this match... um, you know, how many years in a row now have we seen Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania? Dude, probably, think, what, 10? It sure feels like it. I think, though, um, this was the first WrestleMania where, the, uh, you know, the crowd has always boos Roman Reigns, but now he's actually a heel, cut and dry. That's true. And he was able to actually yell back at the crowd, taunt yep. them, do heelish things in response to the booing. And there, I think there was some satisfaction in that. Versus him kind of, you know, having this look on his face like, oh, man, they really don't like me. What, what do I do? How do I be more of a baby face? Like, like <laughs> but, that just did good not guy. work for years. And I think this finally worked. Now, granted, still annoying because you know what's really happening behind the scenes. But there is a little bit. I, I can tolerate it a little bit more with Roman as this character. Yeah, that's true. Oh. 
the where do they go last, from here? Oh, go ahead. The one last thing that did well, as much as I as disinterested I would be in this match, the one thing that did bring me back, I did think about it. Roman Reigns comes back from leukemia. Daniel Bryan comes back from like a soldered neck. neck. Edge comes back from a. These are all three men, great wrestlers that shouldn't be in the ring, and that's they are true. in their headlining WrestleMania. So I guess that's a nice positive. That is um, true. Like a, a good feel-good story. I do. I'm a sucker for comeback stories. I love them, but that's I think what they should have built this match upon is not like so much what you've seen already and like what they're going to do to one another. But like the fact that they're there and really just, you know, just make a moment out of it. Just the fact that they're, they, they're capable of putting on a match. So I don't know. I think it was poorly booked. I think this whole uh, WWE WrestleMania night two was kind of a WWE run of the mill raw show. There's nothing else to say. This WrestleMania was 50, 50 cut. And yeah. Kind of was night one. Night two was just sucked in my just opinion. Like they're booking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 50-50 booking. That's 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 it. You you nailed it. But yeah, it was great chatting with you boys about <laughs> WrestleMania night two. Always love a lot to of trash fun. the trash. Yep. Big time. Yeah, is it garbage day or what? We had a lot to trash. talk about on our bonus episode. That's of all right. The they're K-Fabe. gonna they're going to be in the house that Jerry built next year and it's going to be epic. And we're probably going to see the 800 year old undertaker make it one more show in Texas. Probably will. Oh, oh yeah. Good. Point. Oh yeah. Speak real quick before you wrap up. Did you guys hear the rumor too? There wasn't, weren't really 25,000 people in there. They, they never sold out. Oh, they claimed they, they did. Huh? What's that? They claimed they did. Oh, they yeah, they always claim the biggest crowd. But yeah, what I what I had heard, and this is from um, the guys, you know, um, uh, Brian Alvarez and those guys, that they never sold. They never they sold hot the first day, and then they never finished. They never sold out. There were tickets to be to be bought. They never really sold out. Hmm. They sold their twenty five thousand for each night. That's interesting. Maybe. You could see if yeah. you looked at like the second level in the stadium, you could tell it was all cardboard cutouts, and then yeah, they would right. have real people kind of mixed in. Yeah, and the yeah, they third had a level, lot of people down low. They had a lot of people down low. Yeah, yeah. The third level was all you know, just dubbed in from like graphics with everybody. Yeah, exactly. There, yep, exactly. Pretty cool. Just smart. Yeah, it looked good. It looked good on uh, TV. But, it makes it look good on TV. Maybe you know that's why do, they. Man. Maybe that's why they went all out for night one was to try to sell more tickets for night two. Well, any suckers that any suckers and losers that bought them are feeling the pain. Big time. Well, boys, I think that should do it for this week's episode of our bonus coverage of night two of WrestleMania. Thank you so much for following us on Spotify and wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow us on Instagram. And boys, stay humble, stay hungry, stay hard. Triple H! Woo!